0: Welcome to Psyche Magic, a podcast about self-discovery and the subconscious, where we explore the symbolic language of dreams, tarot, and archetypes. I'm your host, Jordan Hale. I'm a psychotherapist based in Nashville, Tennessee. Each episode, I'll hold a casual conversation with various artists and healers about their shadow work practices. We pull tarot cards, unpack a significant dream or dream theme, and discuss their personal healing arts practices. So please grab a cup of something delicious and stay a while. While aspects of this podcast may feel therapeutic, it is never meant to take the place of therapy. Welcome back to Psyche Magic. Today's episode is going to be such a fun one. I really, really enjoyed connecting with Allison. We were fast friends and kindred spirits, and I'm excited to dive into the episode. I am doing a couple of quick announcements uh, just housekeeping things first off. So I wanted to shout out that I'm starting another new endeavor via Psyche Magic. We're trying all kinds of things this season. We're just throwing lots of things at the wall and seeing what sticks in the spirit of creativity. So I am starting to do some one-to-one dream coaching I've been practicing this with some friends and it has been so fun. It's really been an interesting collaborative process to sit down together and look at a dream and tease out some images and really just spend time either in active imagination or in symbols work or in sort of body-based focusing work and just seeing what comes up. It's It's been really enriching and fun and we've had some really interesting insights. So I want to extend that invitation to all of you. I have a new tab on my website called Events, and you can find one-to-one dream coaching options there if you want to dip a toe in those waters with me and play around with a dream or a dream theme that you've been sort of wrestling with or noticing. So feel free to reach out. You can book via my website, and I hope to be able to work with you. I really like integrating tarot into these sessions as well, so sometimes they might evolve into a little bit more of like an intuitive and tarot moment, depending on what's coming up and sort of how each of us are feeling um, led within the session. Other ways that you can interact are in our Saturday salon events, which are still held every week. So again, you can find those under the events tab on the website. And that is just our communal collective hour of creativity that we do every week via Zoom. So this is really low stakes, low pressure. It's all about just parallel play and sort of body doubling time for your own creative endeavors. So we sit down, I call a circle, which involves invoking all of the elements and all also calling our energy back from the various people and places where we've left it throughout the week. And then we uh, go into our creative time on our own. So each person goes off and works on their own creative activity. And then they come back and we talk about how it went. And it's just been so lovely and nourishing. And I really hope you'll join us. So that's it for the announcements. Now, in today's episode, we get into some really interesting territory. So we're going to be discussing what I have come to understand is pronounced as hypnagogic states. So hypnagogia is essentially a sort of in-between state of consciousness. So it's this liminal state in-between sleep, And wakefulness, where we are capable of experiencing all kinds of, you know, for lack of a better word, hallucinogenic states during this time. So we might feel physical sensations like falling or flying. We might hear sounds. One that I have experienced before is hearing the sound of my name called when I'm in these in-between states. We might see shapes or even see clear images. But overall, it, these are not cause for alarm. These are not actual you know, what we would deem sort of psychosis-related hallucinations. These are totally normal phenomena. And as our guest will illustrate for us, these can actually be really fertile and interesting sources of inspiration for us, even creative-wise. So it's really fun and I wanted to just delve a little bit more into the history and sort of some of our understanding of hypnagogia and just how this phenomenon works. And also just some really interesting artists and creators that have used this sort of state in order to inspire their work and their creative endeavors throughout history. So basically what happens is some parts of our brain take longer than others to fall into actual sleep. So that shift from an alpha wave brain state, which is relaxed but awake, into a theta wave brain state, which is REM sleep, and then down into delta, which is deep sleep. Each of those shifts takes time and the different parts of our brain shift into each of those different sleep modes differently. So our prefrontal cortex, which is the front part of our brain that is responsible for decision making and executive functioning and essentially making sense of our world, that part goes to sleep first. And then our visual and sensation-focused parts of the brain go to sleep after the prefrontal cortex. So as we are transitioning, this is why sometimes we might be able to have images and feeling states, but not be able to hold and make sense of them in the front part of our brains. This is actually categorized as in one sleep. So scientists have come up with their own term to describe it. And it's a lighter form of sleep. It typically lasts less than half an hour. So essentially, while being able to dream all sorts of imagery in this state of sleep, you can still hear what's going on in the room. Interestingly, the surrealist artist Salvador Dali actually used hypnagogic imagery to get inspiration, and he did this regularly and he actually documented this really thoroughly in many of his writings. So he actually called his method slumber with a key, and essentially what he would do is he would go down for a nap in the afternoon in a, you know, upright seated position in a chair, and he would hold a key in one of his hands with some kind of plate or object that would create a clanging sound underneath the plate. So that as he fell asleep, he would drop the key, create this clanging sound, and then that would wake him up. So he would be able to enter that in one hypnagogic state without actually falling asleep. He would therefore sort of reap the benefits of getting to experience these dreamlike hallucinations that were both inaccessible during waking consciousness and also obscured by the fog of deeper sleep. As we all know, once we've gone through all the different sleep cycles, it can be really hard to hold on to those sort of in-between dream images. And he was actually just a really big proponent of napping in general. So regardless of his sort of slumber with a key technique, just the idea of these short naps was in general, what he cited to be a really huge part of his creative process. And this leads me to another really interesting piece of research. So this is actually coming out of a more recent study. So in 2006, Sarah Mednick, who was an associate professor of psychology at the University of California, Irvine, she came up with her nap manifesto. So in this study, she counts out no less than 20 scientifically evidenced ways that napping improves our lives from boosting our alertness, memory and decision making to reduce our vulnerability to heart attack, stroke, and diabetes. And best of all, for our purposes, uh, Mednick and her team found that an afternoon nap increased creativity scores by no less than 40%. So there you have it. There's your permission slip to start napping during the day, because it's going to have all of these amazing, beautiful benefits, and you might get some lovely creative inspiration out of it. So that segues us beautifully into talking about my guest to today. So Alison Felice is a freelance illustrator, designer, and podcaster based in San Francisco. Her gorgeous work colorfully explores both her inner and outer worlds, and we are all about that mixing here at Psyche Magic. So she and I connected via Instagram around our mutual love and obsession for Jungian psychology, and in our conversation, we explore this really humbling power of tapping into the unconscious for creative inspiration and connecting to a spiritual sense of interconnection and meaning. So Allison actually walks us through her experiences with hypnagogic states or waking dreams. And she discovered this accidentally in the sort of sleep deprived days of early motherhood and just desperately trying to get her children to sleep. So this has been sort of an unexpected benefit of that somewhat tumultuous time in her life. And it's a subject that we haven't broken on the show yet. So I'm really excited to dive in. This sort of experimentation with her hypnagogia has become a key piece of her creative process. She shares embodied practices that inspired the images for her beautiful oracle deck, The Journey. So it's a delightful conversation. It's full of just wonder and inspiration. And I'm truly so grateful for it. So I hope that you all enjoy it. And let's get into the interview. All right, Alison, <laughs> Felice, welcome to Psyche Magic. I'm so glad you're here.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yay! And excuse my voice.
0: I'm just getting over a cold, so I have a raspy voice. But Believe me, I've had the same disclaimer <laughs> many times on this show. So we just have to press on. I'm glad you're here. And I would love it if you could just quickly give the listeners a little rundown of just who you are, what you do. Just give us a little intro, Allison.
1: Yeah, my name's Allison, and I'm an illustrator based in San Francisco, California, and I am a mom to two (laughs) toddlers, I guess. One is just turned 17 months, and my son just turned four years old, so I've just caught up in that world right now, and trying to squeeze in work during nap times and bedtime, but yeah. So I'm really in like the cocoon of motherhood right now until I my little one that. starts preschool next year. And then I'll be able to dive back into career stuff.
0: But I love that phrase, the cocoon of motherhood. It's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I am not a mom, so I will let you speak to this, but it's just such a transformation, initiation. I feel like that's such a powerful uh, image. Yes. Can...
1: It really is. And it, I think it helps to know that it's an initiation or a transformation because it is so painful. And when you're in it, Makes you sense. really can't see out of it sometimes. And so it's nice to have that. Oh, I'll be
0: expanding. So this is for something. So yes. I was listening to a podcast not too long ago. It might've actually been this young oh. in life actually, but they were talking about that specific image of the cocoon and they even were describing how when a caterpillar is first starting to form into a butterfly, it literally has to become like yes, inside the cocoon. I use
1: that metaphor all the time. I'm Right? This is the goop. Yeah, when I see my friends, I'm like, thank you for loving me and supporting me while I'm the goo in the cocoon. I'm the goo I'll be reforming soon (laughs) into a butterfly, but right now I'm just a mess.
0: That's right. God, I know. And like you said, just having that expectation, like this is just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Man, no. Yes. See, I love it. <laughs> we're already using symbols. Look at that, Allison. That's that good. happened right in. so quickly. So. I knew it. We <laughs> too. Um, okay, speaking of symbols, because we are both symbols and imagery people. So we're going to pull some tarot. Yeah. And Allison has a fabulous deck. It's an oracle deck called the Journey. And so we're actually going to pull two cards today. We're going to pull one card from our classic right away Smith tarot. And then we're going to pull a card from Allison's deck. And we're going to see how those cards kind of collaborate and talk to each other so yes okay so let's do I'm going to do tarot first I'm going to shuffle and find the card so just give me a moment I like to do this live because I like to really get into your energy and kind of feel it that makes sense We've got a tarot card. Okay, so we've got the Nine of Cups. Mm -hmm. So I'll describe this for the listeners. There is a man, he's seated on a bench, and he has this kind of open stance, but he's got his arms crossed. And behind him is this kind of banquet table. It's this curved table with the blue tablecloth. And there are nine cups just arranged in this little kind of rainbow formation above him. And so I'm going to pull the card from allison's deck and then we'll kind of get into a little bit of the symbolic imagery allison as i'm shuffling is there any just like first take for you of what that card does to you just upon like your first glance i'm just curious
1: it's interesting how his energy is like outward yet shielded that's what kind of what yes and then also just the cups being like the psyche maybe which is, is exciting
0: Well, yes. Okay. So you mentioned that when we were just kind of chatting that tarot is not necessarily something that you're super well versed in, but you are picking up on the fact that the cups are very much like an emotional and Mm. psychic suit in tarot. Water is flow. It's life force, right? It's that energy. So yes, we will talk about that more. Okay, so now we are pulling a card from your deck. And I love, oh, I saw this image earlier and I love this image so much. We got Unfolding. Yes. That's a good one. So I'll describe this card. It's such a good one. Um, I'll describe this card as well, but it's what looks like a little fern leaf unfurling. So you can see like the bottom part of the leaf where the leaves are coming out. And then the top part is the little curl of the leaves. And inside the curl, each of the leaves is a different, just gorgeous pop of rainbow color and then behind the uh, beautiful unfolding leaf it's just this lovely little pink background there's these kind of cosmic sparkles oh. so yes it is one of my favorite parts of Allison's work is not only just the beautiful colorful imagery but also every card has this sense of like expansiveness like there's usually like a cosmic starscape or a <laughs> skyscape or even the checkerboard design that you use, like on the back of the card and often throughout the cards, It's just like expansive nature. So we love that, Allison. Thank you. <laughs> it's fabulous. Now, okay, what about that card? Does that card have any like just special meaning for you? And I'll talk about my impressions of it as well. But
1: yeah, I think when I think of unfolding, I think of it as being like the gentle process of your life unfolding or like our conversation unfolding. And how just getting into the flow and letting it take its course. Maybe it's already happened already. Yes. If you think about like physics and how time and time and it's all, all has always existed, you know. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> so, now we're getting where I want so to go. So you're just kind of yes. like
1: writing the time, the uh, linear fiber that we kind of move through, even though it's even though it's not sure linear, we kind of experience it in a linear way.
0: Exactly. That is our illusion as humans, Mm -hmm. right? It's the way that we are meant and built to experience the world. But then we also get to hold this kind of higher knowing that really everything is unfolding at once. And so even though our little feeble human brains can't really hold that, we get to have the tension of that awareness with our experience. And maybe part of what's so important about conversations like these is just allowing it to unfold and go wherever it needs to go and not having too much of an agenda and just how freeing that can be so yeah exactly
1: and knowing that wherever you are is the right place there's no even if you're in a kind of like a loop-de-loop in the trail it's okay that's where you're meant to be even though sometimes it really feels right and sometimes it, it doesn't but just know that
0: it's all exactly. It's all okay. Yeah. I, okay. So when I look at these two cards together, the nine of cups and unfolding, I'm with you. I am in that just kind of watery flowing place. And also I'm with that sort of dichotomy that you mentioned where he, his stance, his energy, this figure is one of openness and kind of closing and curling inwards and it's funny because it's the same kind of energetic quality of the unfolding fern leaf oh. like I am partially open and <laughs> I am partially inward right and so in that's so true. yeah in many cases like maybe that is kind of the safest way that I can show up in any given moment or like the most balanced way that I can show up is being able to have both openness and then also the inwardness, the like, not quite there yet, not quite ready yet So yeah, uh-huh. that's just a couple of my little thoughts, but I don't know if you have anything else you want to say about that.
1: Well, I'm curious what, how you would describe the card, the nine of cups, like what it represents. That
0: card traditionally is a card that's associated with abundance, holding sort of gratitude for what I have and what I have accomplished. And so it's really nice to think about that in terms of this everything is unfolded. Like there's something about just being with what is, right? In oh. this kind of unfolding place, being with what is and being okay with exactly where I am. And funnily enough, I mean, in therapeutic circles, we talk about that kind of paradox of change. Like once I've accepted myself exactly as I am, that's when I actually start to open myself up to maybe doing something differently, opening another door, only after I've like fully accepted what it is right now. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Oh, yeah, I love that. I think that's a really good message for me too. <laughs> because I think you know, in motherhood it's so wonderful. But also, you're really in the moment a lot. And it's really easy to see, like, the time I don't have to myself anymore. You know, all the things that that are difficult. The things that are different. Yeah. And my kid's constantly changing and growing.
0: That too. Um, Yes. Like, you get through one kind of phase or stage, and then there's just... Something else.
1: There's yeah. another one, yeah. <laughs> but there's also just so much abundance, you know. Their little spirits are here now, and there's just so much love and oh, just so much energy around me all the time. And I think it's hard as an introvert to, and I'm a high, like a highly sensitive, like empathic person, so it's kind of a lot intense uh-huh. at times. I, my nervous system was like ah, that makes um, sense. <laughs> but but it's also like just recognizing and and seeing those things and being grateful for them can switch the narrative in my mind of being like victimized to to, yeah to just really cherishing it's so hard right
0: also just like you said my Mm -hmm. idea of what i'm used to and the way that i function the best and what i need and like at this point in your life that has just turned on its head, it's just turned upside down. <laughs> and so the task is absolutely to be able to find a place of acceptance, but also just that constant change flow unfolding.
1: Yeah, yeah like relax into the flow. Yes. Because yeah, it's like when, you, when you're when you fighting against the river, yes. right? You're using so much energy. Yeah, exactly. and you're not getting anywhere. <laughs> you're just kind of... you know in the same place I know where if you like let go
0: and trust the river
1: yeah exactly take you yeah
0: Trust. Okay. Yeah, that's a good word too. Like when we're thinking about flow state, there's this surrender that is required, right? Okay. I am not a professionally creative person, but I am a person who loves to create. Mm. And I would say that I really am only happy with the things that I'm creating when I feel like I'm able to sort of surrender to whatever the next kind of like impulse and influence might be in that moment versus having a specific idea about what I want to do from a more kind of like egoic place so yeah yes oh, I <laughs> totally making me think of that too to
1: that. <laughs> yeah yeah it's, yeah it's microcosm and macrocosm right mm. it's like it hits at every level it's a bigger like 20,000 feet down to your creative projects okay or how you shop at the grocery store. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Because that makes me think of the sort of the embodied act of living in a creative way or like a creative oh. state and how, yes, it's it's in everything that I do or it has the potential to be present in anything, everything that I do kind of like the way yeah. that you learn about the mindfulness practice like it's possible to have sort of mindful living it's possible to have creative living maybe yeah. yeah i like to think it's possible
1: yeah and i think it's like whatever's thrown at you or whatever your experience is kind of you know there's no wrong thing so if you're having a if you're experiencing a lot of resistance it's like there to expand you because you've asked for expansion. So it's like, I don't know, it's all meant it's all meant to be. And I think it's just like hard to remember that sometimes when we're caught up in the everyday I know.
0: mundane I know. world. <laughs> so I know, and just our ideas about what being enough or doing okay. enough oh. or living in a certain way. I really have found a lot of comfort in this idea sometimes of just being like, I'm just an organism. I'm just like (laughs) a living being who's just like eating their food and like living in their little house. And that's so cute. Maybe that's okay. Yeah. So true. Isn't that a fun little thought? I'm just like chilling and I've got my little snuggle spot and I've got my little (laughs) snack. I'm just a living being.
1: I'm just a living thing. It's, like, such a gentle way to look at it. Because, yeah, it's, like, we yes. can get caught up in the analysis of it all. And it's, like,
0: mm-hmm. just a little, like, like biological being. Yeah. Uh, just a little caterpillar um. just hanging out. <laughs> Munching on a leaf. Oh, okay. Well, I love it. Okay, so Nine of Cups and Unfolding. This is, like, our little theme for the conversation. So super fun. I will keep them here so I can see them and they can speak to us. Okay, now... Allison, are you... Okay, because we're going to talk about dreams. We have kind of a specific dream theme that I'm very excited to Mm -hmm. dive into. But just in general, are you a person who like emphasizes or values dreams, both sort of in your daily life, your awareness, your sort of healing journey, and also in your creativity and in your creative processes? Okay. Are you a dreams person? I'm curious. Yes.
1: Yeah. I am very much a dream person. And not that I, like, work with my dreams a lot. That's something I want to do more. And I actually, in preparation for this interview, was sort of, like, looking back through my notebooks. And I'll sometimes write down dreams that are kind of impactful. And this was, like, evidence that I should keep a dream journal. Because Mm -hmm. there were dreams in there that I just do not remember at all. And even reading what I wrote, I was like, I remember I had that dream now that I read this but I never I would mean. have remembered it and like reading the dream I'm like I don't even remember the images like that dream sounds so
0: cool <laughs> so it almost is like yeah. it's coming from someone else or somewhere else like it lives in a different part of our
1: yeah. brains yeah. yeah and some of them it after cannot some of them after reading it I was like oh that's right I did have it and I was able to sort of like recover those images and like piece the dream back together and some of them are very clear still and some of them are just like that could have been another person who dreamt that and I could have just like read like someone else's diary because I don't remember that at all so it's just so fascinating how like if I actually started working with them more and uh, maybe when I have more time um, exactly. just how much more I, of my
0: unconscious I can kind of decode and work with. Absolutely. Well, yeah, because you probably noticed even just in reading through a little bit that oftentimes for many people, like there are some pretty prevalent themes and like there are images that like tend to show up over and over for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's funny cause I'm always like, well, if it's
1: important, I'll remember it.
0: But like clearly reading this, I was like, "Oh, I need to write them down." Exactly. I mean, that's how our brains normally work, right? If something (laughs) is really meaningful, it'll show up. But yeah, you're right. It's just that unconscious is really just so inaccessible to us unless we take the time to actually physically make note, like actually write it down. Yeah. Otherwise, it really, it really just disappears into the ether. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Really so goodness. yes. Okay. So you are a dreams person. You're interested in dreams. Yeah. Right? I dream a lot. I dream a lot and yes. I have sagas. And my dreams are just
1: and my mom even said the other day, I was with my daughter, and my mom said, she'll be a dreamer like you. And I was like, oh, my mom even like thinks of me as being like this like dreamer. So even Yeah, my mom. <laughs> it's like you are dreaming a lot, daydreaming, night dreaming, all all the dreaming.
0: So. okay. yeah. well, she like picked up that you had a very sort of vivid dream world yeah. right that there was like a lot going on. <clears throat> yeah, yes. um, I know I do find that for people, there are actually studies about this. I'll have to look back at my notes and maybe cite one um for the show notes. But, there are actually studies that oftentimes people who remember more of their dreams are people who endorse sentences like, I like to open myself up to what life has to offer. like People who like live in a little more of kind of a open, accepting, kind of surrendered place are people who tend to dream more, get more dream images. So it's interesting Amazing. that there's a little bit of just kind of personality, like wiring in there to like openness wow. to these
1: things yeah Yeah. i guess that makes sense well that's yeah it's fascinating
0: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm a sort of creative type of brain right like i'm Mm. really interested in the world around me i'm interested in the details So, yeah, those things definitely feed each other, I would say. So, okay, now the dream that you brought today or the sort of dream theme that you brought, we were having a debate about how to actually pronounce this (laughs) word because we've both only seen it written and have not heard it spoken. (laughs) Hypnagogic is the way that I think we landed on. Yeah. But these these refer to dreams that are essentially playing out in that kind of liminal state between sleep and wakefulness. I'm not quite asleep. I'm not quite awake. Yeah. So, Alison, please tell us about these experiences (laughs) or one of them or wherever you want to start. Okay. Yeah. Some background
1: is I only realized I was experiencing, I guess they're called like hypnagogic hallucinations. So I only realized I was experiencing them this year. I just thought everybody had these. So, and maybe they do, but I have them all the time. So when I I really started noticing it, when my son was a baby and he wouldn't sleep. So I would just be like rocking him to sleep for an hour. And I would just have all these dreams while rocking him. And sometimes I would walk around his room, just like pacing the room, like holding him and rocking him. And I would just start like hallucinating and and I would like kind of wake up and I'd be like oh I had another one and then it would kind of happen again I would go into this like dream state while walking and holding him upright and then would experience another one and then I'd kind of come out of it again and be like oh I just had another dream and so I just kind of thought it was like sleep deprivation or just something everybody had and then I would tell my husband about it. He's like, that's really weird. Like you fall asleep really easily. And I was like, no, I'm like walking around. I'm not even asleep. And he's like, not actually asleep. Yeah. he's that strange. And I was like, I think he just always, it takes him like an hour to fall asleep. Like his brain is just like going. So I was like, it's just him. And then this, I was learning about sleep cycles because I was curious about my daughter's sleep. And Read that people start dreaming like 45 minutes into sleep, and I was like, "Hold yes. on, I've like dreamed before I even fully fall asleep." Exactly. And so I started, started re- yeah. So I started researching it and was like, "Oh, this is different than REM sleep dreaming." Precisely. Yeah. So, so I think I've I think I've done it my whole life because I can recall being younger and kind of drifting off in a car and having dreams but it just is like very noticeable now that I have babies and I'm like rocking them to sleep all the time. And I try to get to that state so that they kind of pick up on those brainwaves and they fall asleep. Um, cause if my mind is racing and I'm think- that makes having, sense. if I'm like thinking about the day and thinking about stuff I need to get done, I notice that it takes them a lot
0: longer to fall asleep. So that makes so much sense. I've never thought about that. They're attuning to you yeah. even just like energetically yeah mentally. through a lot of wow. trial and error I
1: got to that because I was just like out of desperation <laughs> I was like wow. okay I think if I get to the point where I fall asleep like sometimes I wake up in their asleep. so exactly um, so yeah sometimes in while trying to get my daughter to sleep just like two nights ago I had three dreams while trying <gasps> to get her to sleep while I was like still awake and like rocking her so it's just like it's very interesting and it's they're just really like um, they're just like a dream you would have at
0: night. And I was going to ask is there any yeah. sort of different quality to them or does it feel like it really just plays out in the same way that you would just have a normal dream?
1: Yeah, it feels like an active imagination moving into a dream. So sometimes I'll have a train of thoughts. Okay. And then the next thing I know, I wake up and I like try to recall what I just dreamt about and it's like the train of thought turned into a dream and so it'll new characters will come in and a scenario that I had no I no conscious input into just took place and so yeah it's and sometimes they're just like so trivial and then sometimes it's like an idea I'm like oh there's an idea for something Oh, I
0: love that. So it's just a mix.
1: Like some dreams feel very like, you know, superficial. Some dreams feel very
0: deep. It's the same Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Okay. Yes. So what I'm doing in these moments is I'm observing a conscious thought kind of make this transition into Mm -hmm. essentially moving into the unconscious and sort of taking on a life of its own. Like it's not coming from my conscious mind anymore. It's coming from someplace else.
1: Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. it'll be like, I'll have just read an article with like an actor. They're talking about an actor or something. And then that person will be in the dream. And then sometimes it could just be like all new people, all new scenarios. Just mm-hmm. So it's just a, yeah. it's a mix. <laughs> right. There was one time that was pretty profound. I had just been listening to a podcast because my daughter just wouldn't fall asleep. a sleep regression so i listened to a podcast and the podcast ended and then i sort of drifted off while rocking her and i woke up and was like oh i just had a i just had a dream and i was like okay what was it so i just i tried to remember the dream and it like rewound to before the dream to the transition of me falling asleep and the dream forming and I had never seen that before or experienced that before and I was able to see the visual of the dream this the thought I had the waking thought I had like mixing with the unconscious and creating the dream and it was almost like seeing um like marbleized inks sort of mixing like there was unconscious ones coming up and like conscious and they were like different colors and they were mixing and it formed the dream and it like took someone from the podcast. or it was like one of the hosts of the podcast was in the dream. And then it like created a setting and it was so fascinating. Wow. wow. Um, yeah. And I had been talking a lot about dreams that week with yeah. um, an old coworker of mine. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think I was like kind of shown that. Exactly. Like my unconscious,
0: like, let me kind of like see behind the curtain a little bit. That makes sense to me is that there was this intentional sort of verbal emphasis and interest in the dream world, right? Mm -hmm. And I do find that the more that we speak and sort of intend that interest, the more that the dream world, the dream maker is like, okay, if you're into this, I'll show you some cool stuff.
1: Yeah. Yes, because the person I was speaking with, like, never could, rem- like, he d- he thought he never dreamt. And I was like, no, you Which do. is so
0: common. Yeah. So many people feel like they are just not privy to this experience, but yeah. really, they're just not retaining it, right? Right,
1: right. And so I said, oh, maybe, like, now that we're, like, talking about it, ask for dreams and... See what comes up, and he had a couple of dreams. So I was like really excited. I was like, see, and then I was like, okay, I want to understand more about dreams. And then I was I, able to experience this like dream formation, and I was yeah, able exactly. to experience it in a visual way, which I think was like because I'm a visual person. Like I was so, I'm not. so, yeah. I really do think if you ask for something, <laughs> you'll receive something.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's the way that energy and the sort of laws of attraction and physics work, right? Yeah. Energy Asking. flows where attention goes and vice versa. If I am putting, am putting emphasis on this, then I will receive something back. And that's like you were saying, that's the way that it can tie in to our creative endeavors is that yeah. I can ask for inspiration, right? And so yeah. you mentioned that sometimes when you go into these states, you might have a really interesting idea and so would that be maybe like for even like a visual or an an illustration yeah it's you know what and I never really ask for stuff so I think I might start asking
1: because yeah yeah, sometimes it'll I'll get like a visual it's so rare though normally those are like waking I like receive the waking downloads I guess I think that's a great way to put it that makes sense yeah but the hypnagogia It feels a little just trivial right now, and I think I can work with it more and use it more consciously, I
0: guess. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, but another interesting thing was sometimes I think I'll only be like asleep or in that liminal space because... I don't know, my body is still walking around, so I know I'm not asleep. But... Exactly. You
0: wouldn't be able to. Yeah. I mean, if you're asleep, your motor cortex is shut down. Well, unless right. you're sleepwalking, but that's a whole not other, other animal. Whole yeah. other
1: animal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sleepwalker. You would so... know. Yeah. But sometimes it'll just be like a second or something, and I will have yeah. a dream. So it made me realize that dreams are like holograms and almost the whole story is there immediately and then it unfolds because one time I woke up recalled like that moment of the dream and I was able to rewind it and fast forward it stretch it out see what happened
0: even though I was like like you're editing a video timeline okay let's go back let's go forward yeah
1: yeah even though it was like I was like asleep for like a second and received Incredible. it all, well,
0: that's like you were saying about the two, the illusion of time. I'm asleep for a second, but I have this whole experience,
1: yeah. So I think I think the unconscious sends us a little holographic dream crystal. and
0: it, it's like a projector that plays, but it's all there. Yes, so exactly. Yes. This is, I mean, there's so oh. many ways I've heard this described that are just so beautiful. I mean, Carl Jung would have called it the collective unconscious, right? Mm -hmm. It's just sort of vast expanse of knowledge and ancient sort of wisdom and symbol that we all have access to, right? Just floating around, our unconscious. And I've also heard even just more modern day artists, like even people like David Lynch, describe it as this like ocean of consciousness, right? And so he has a book called Catching the Big Fish. Like I go into a meditation and I might receive a beautiful... Creative spark from the collective unconscious, right? Yeah. Something that will resonate because it comes from that sort of eternal place that is resonant to everyone. So,
1: definitely. And I just came across something the other day like Marie Louise Von France was oh, saying, I Love. My God. <laughs> yeah, she's incredible. And she had some quote about how Jung believed the unconscious was always dreaming. There was always dreams okay. happening. So you can tap in at kind of you like that. tune in. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what I'm doing is I'm that just getting sense. to that liminal space through. Because I kind of just meditate when my I'm trying to get my babies to <laughs> sleep. So that's
0: kind of part of the process then, right?
1: Yeah. And the thought will sometimes go with me and it'll turn into like an active imagination meditation. Yep. And I think that's like already the dream that's maybe happening inside of me. And then it makes just sense. goes... If I'm able to drop deeper, it just starts
0: playing like a movie. Right, It's just right there. Um, Yeah. I know. What a thought that like this, the dream, like the image, the visual is just always there and just always unfolding on its own. And then I get to tune in in these like certain moments to it.
1: Yeah. And like at night we just get to a state where we can pick up on it. You know, we get into like a... I don't know what like the brain waves are called but like a I theta know. state or you, yes, something yes because there are different so yeah. brain, yes
0: exactly theta or alpha are like slower levels of brain yeah and that's a more oh, surrendered state you know what i just realized
1: how there are different waves I think the unconscious is a certain—it's like an ocean with certain waves, right? And so, like, right. your brain waves match that wave. And exactly. Like that makes sense. That. I don't know if that's really true, but it <laughs> just came to me.
0: That's an idea for some kind of beautiful, like visual or something, I know. right? I think about like the way someone. that like <laughs> aligns. Yeah, because it makes sense to me that these energies operate at different frequencies, uh-huh. right? And so you hear about that even in the world of sort of psychism and mediumship, like there's this kind of like higher vibration that is happening, right? So it makes sense to me that like even something like the unconscious, the collective unconscious would maybe have a different lower frequency that are, like you said, that our brain when it's nice and relaxed and just free and open can then settle into that same frequency and join with that. I think that's amazing. It it makes sense. It makes sense to me. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe one day science (laughs) will prove it. I know. But in the meantime, we'll just in the meantime we can experiment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll do our own experiment. On that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Do you need even more psyche magic in your life? If so, you are cordially invited to join us on Patreon. There we release two bonus mini-sodes every month with guided exercises to help you strengthen your shadow work practices and work more deeply with the dreams, tarot, and archetypes that make up your psychic landscape. You'll also get free access to our weekly Saturday salon events. Every Saturday at 11am central time, we get together via zoom to create shared sacred space for our individual creative practices. You'll also find detailed show notes for each and every full length episode, and you'll be able to submit dreams and questions for interpretation on our new segment, Dear Dream Diary. There's just so much fun to be had. Memberships start at just $3 a month. That's patreon.com backslash Hope to see you there. Okay, so yes, you go into these states, you have these sort of active imagination, waking visualizations. And then do you notice like when you have... A moment like this, and you're accessing that world, does it have any impact on your sort of conscious or even emotional state? Like when you come out of it, does it impact you? Oh, it's like almost
1: every time I'm surprised. Sure. Or, oh, I was just somewhere else. It's like falling asleep in class in high school or something. Yeah. It's like, <gasps> I just fell asleep. It's always, yeah. That's always kind of that. Immediate response, sure. And then I just go quick recall. What what was I just dreaming about? And then, but sometimes they are emotionally impactful, and I kind of just wake up with the emotion. And I say wake oh, that up, makes but it, you know, sense. yeah, come back into
0: consciousness.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's the emotion is whoa, that was emotional. But I think for the most part, you know what? And sometimes I actually have had one time my friend. I was kind of like experimenting with like psychic intuitive readings and um, my friend was asking me to do one for her and so I kind of went into that state and was able to get a reading for her in that state and so yeah it's like it's just a mix it's I don't know some a liminal space that I have access to more energy and less like physical
0: realm and yes yeah the emphasis is more sort of energetic and Mm. imaginative Mm -hmm. in that state right yeah Yeah. i'm picking up on something that's a little more like a sixth sense maybe
1: yeah yeah Yeah. that makes sense yeah like it's in the kind of imagination realm dream
0: realm yes precisely i know It reminds me of that movie, Soul, where they're talking about... Have you seen that movie? I
1: haven't. I really want to see it. It's so good, Alison. You would love it. You would
0: love it. (laughs) I should watch it. It's a Pixar movie that's about all of these things that we're talking about. So it's like fabulous. But there's a really cool moment where they talk about going into the kind of flow state, Mm. right? Any flow state, any activity or creative practice that puts me in a state of flow and how that is where I'm connecting with all that is. I'm connected to the universe. And it's just such a beautiful feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So gosh, there's so many places that I want to go (laughs) from here, but you mentioned, I think this is really interesting too. You mentioned there's a distinction between this kind of liminal in-between place that we're talking about versus like, maybe you're working on a project or working on an illustration and you receive what feels like more of a kind of waking download. Can -hmm. you talk about like how that plays out and what you experience in a moment like that
1: yeah I guess this goes back to how when you ask for something you sure often receive something so mm-hmm. in my work I have to come up with concepts like how to draw certain things and with the oracle deck it was like a lot of putting visuals to something that is kind of invisible
0: i guess i know (laughs) Um, yes like ineffable right like these really kind of broad concepts like intuition yeah like integrity put symbolism like intuition yeah or
1: um so yeah i guess how it kind of works for me is sometimes it's from this world, like I'll get inspiration mm-hmm. from this world and I'll see exactly. other artwork. I'm just like, oh my gosh, yes. I see myself out in like little pieces yes, out in the that's world. That's a cool way to put it. Yeah. And and then sometimes it's a puzzle and I don't know. <laughs> and um exactly I'll, Okay, I, like I'm gonna send that into my unconscious to 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 get worked let it, on. Let
0: it marinate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and that's usually after like painstakingly trying to figure something out for a while. <laughs> and I, I tried like, with ah. my
0: conscious mind, yeah. my
1: egoic mind. And then I was like, all right, I give up. Yeah. And with the deck, I got a lot better at that because I had a three month timeline to, to make it. And I was yes. only working part time because my son was only in preschool three days a week. So I just had to move really quickly and yes. not get stuck on something and so I would start working on a card and if I if something didn't like kind of come up immediately, I'd be like, okay, putting that in the unconscious and Good moving on to something else. Yeah. And then I'd go for a walk during lunch nice. and listen to music or listen to a podcast. And sometimes the image would just drop in. Wow. And I would see it and I'd be like, there it is. And sometimes it would be days later. And then sometimes it would be, I'd be, kind of like chewing on it and I would see like an image in a magazine or something. And I'd be like, sure. that's meant for me, but it needs yeah. to look different. But I was supposed to see yeah. like that symbol or I was supposed to see something yeah. specific about it. So yeah, it was just kind of like being be like a detective.
0: And, it um, is like that. Yeah. Yes. Like Gathering these little like bits and these little pieces, but... Yeah. It involves this very, I mean, what I hear is like a very well-honed sense of trust, like with your own unconscious, right? With your own yeah. kind of image giver that you're trusting that, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this out there and I'm gonna know it when I see it or when I receive it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust that and just let that be so.
1: Yeah. And it's like the feeling is like a <gasps> when I see it. There it is.
0: And then, Yeah,
1: it's like a it's like a gift. Like it kind of it's illuminated. So it's so that different from sense. the other images that Emphasized. are like in my mind. Yes. Yeah. And then it's okay, like sometimes I'll work with it in my mind. So like I'm on that walk, I'm listening to music and I get the image and I'm like, oh, "There it is." There and is. then sometimes I'll manipulate it in my imagination and I just have to keep it suspended there. Until I get home,
0: right. And then I <laughs> okay, like don't go anywhere. Just stay <laughs> there.
1: there, stay there. And then and then I have to draw it. I wish I could take a screenshot exactly. of my mind. God, but, that would be so much. <laughs> or sure. like screen record my dreams. Oh. But then I get home, and then I draw it, and then it like a dream. There's holes everywhere. Sure. But In the in your mind, it seems so complete, and there it's all there, and it's all filled in. But as yes. you draw it, you realize. It is like fragments. And and so then you have to fill
0: in the pieces without changing the essence of it. That makes so much sense Um, to me. And this is like you were saying with the swirls of like this is the joining of like the unconscious kind of seed of the idea with the conscious kind of filling in some of those additional details and pieces, like you said, while being respectful and upholding that kind of symbolic, I guess, integrity, we could say, of the core image, right? Does that feel like the core
1: image, the core feeling, Mm -hmm. kind of like the core frequency of it? Sure. Um, And I think this is where like doing illustration for years has come in handy is because I kind of have a style I can fill in the blanks with.
0: God, that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas So many creators talk about this.
1: Yeah. It's like it's like a dream where this it'll just like like sand fall through your fingers. The image is just it's weird. In your mind, it's so complete. It's like there's a lot of dark matter kind of filling it in.
0: But when you pull it out, yeah, it's very hard to translate. That makes sense to me. I experienced dreams that way as well, where like in the dream, this made so much sense, quote unquote, right? And then I'm reading through it later. And I'm like, man, if I were going to let this become maybe like a story, right? I love to write. Yeah, there's a lot. I would have to make this make sense. It's it's exactly the same with an image. It's so... Um, and I, yeah. it does, tell me what you think about this, but it doesn't seem like an accident to me that you often have these experiences when you are physically like moving, oh, uh-huh. right? Or putting your mind and body into some kind of activity that is separate. I'm not sitting there just forcing, trying to think about this thing I want to make. I'm actually Completely engaging myself elsewhere, which frees up my unconscious to then bring me something. But what do you think about that?
1: Exactly. Yeah, totally. And I was just, do you know the podcast Personality Hacker? No. I'll have to look it up. I used to listen to them years and years ago, and it had been a while. And I listened to an episode a few months ago, and they were talking about. Personality types, and I'm an yeah. INFJ. You too. And, oh, that makes so much sense. Right? <laughs> they were talking Love about they like broke it down into four types yeah. of INFJs. And oh, cool, cool. There was one that was like the creative one that's like in the flow, and they're like talking about how music, um, mm. like music sends them images and music becomes a flow state for them. And I never heard someone talk about it, and I was like, Yes. Like, You're like that is me. Like, yeah. When I listen to music, like images just start coming into my mind. Wow. Like and I just start seeing. So it just really helps with image generation or like idea generation for me. Being sure. Somehow like walking, this act of walking is like meditative for me. And I can yeah. see and then I listen to music. And sometimes like listening to podcasts helps too because um hearing conversations generate generates images and also i heard michael mead talking about how there's this, who's like a mythologist he was talking about there's this greek word where sometimes you walk by people and they're talking but what they say is actually a message for you and i was like oh my god yes so sometimes just like being out and about i hear the thing i needed to hear or sometimes in a podcast i hear and i'm like that i needed to listen to this podcast for that yes. sentence or that, like, yeah, that description or okay. idea.
0: That, yes, that this would be like a form of like synchronicity, yes. meaningful coincidence, even yeah. like communication from my subconscious, my mm-hmm. guides, my, right? However, we want to sort of. Or like my unconscious that. had me choose that podcast for
1: a reason or exactly. or whatever. I mean, or maybe it's just nothing, but sometimes it's helpful.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Yes, it doesn't really matter to me if it's real or not. It's this is giving me a meaningful experience yes. that is helpful to me. Great yeah, and it's fun. Where's and it's the harm yeah. in that. <laughs> and life should be fun. not to mention so. something beautiful might might come out of it, right? Yeah. Great.
1: And it works because that's like how I made the Oracle deck.
0: <laughs> so that's like I love how I got that ideas. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So then this deck was pretty much just your solo undertaking, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was your brainchild. Yeah. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Thank it's you. A wonderful project. It's beautiful. Okay, let's see. What else do I want to ask you about? Because time is just flying away from me, and that's very upsetting. So fast. I want to ask you, I know. Time is weird, right? <laughs> it means nothing. I want to ask you about your sort of signature style. Mm. And so, I mean, this is my challenge for. I'm having a wonderful visual artist on the show. And it's like, how do I try to portray for the listeners (laughs) what this is? Right. But I I wrote down a few notes about the way that I experience your work. And I would love to hear about sort of your process of like honing in on this style, because I see something that's by you. And I know that it's by you at this point, like it just has such a resonance. So there is this mixture of, (laughs) I called it like candy colored, like it's just these beautiful, very pleasing, bright colors and then there's also this kind of cosmic like expansiveness and I I mentioned this a little bit earlier but there are these optical illusions where like each image has something to focus on in kind of the foreground and in the front part of my brain the logical part and then there's also this expansive sense in most of the images where they feel like they could go on forever in space so yeah sometimes they're through like the sort of checkerboard that's just fading into infinity Sometimes they're through like a cosmic skyscape or starscape, but it creates this beautiful balance of what is here now and what is outside of my awareness. Like how does this just keep going? So I really love the kind of playfulness with the depth. And that to me just feels so unique. So anyway, if there are things you want to add, but I just love your work so much. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for those kind words. I had
1: never heard it (laughs) described that way, The that there's something in the foreground and then this expansive part. But yeah, gosh, well, it took me a while to kind of find my style. And I think early on illustrators sort of mimic people they are inspired by. Makes sense. And then that sort of kind of like how a a dream forms and you kind of take the consciousness and then it flows into the unconscious your mimicking kind of starts to just become unique like it kind of starts to just yes take on its a life of its own and I think makes sense I was like really inspired by so many amazing artists at first and then kind of just started drawing stuff and then it sort of started to look like me and then and then I started. I kind of had profound awakenings. <laughs> um, okay. Like I had a spiritual yes. awakening, and then,
0: yes.
1: And my grandfather died, and that was like, yeah, that was a really hard time for me. And but out of that came this depth that I just didn't have before. Okay,
0: I'm with I you. Was yes. able
1: to start exploring ideas with that visual style had developed. So before it was just like, I was just drawing things. And I was like, I like Noam Chomsky, so I'm going to draw a portrait of Noam Chomsky. And and then I was able to start, okay, because I I thought the path was like, I'm just going to be an illustrator and develop my illustrations. And then I realized, oh, that's a supportive thing, a supportive medium for... Um, this deeper thing I'm exploring which is
0: okay.
1: the unknown and the psyche and okay just just all these obsessions I have about Jungian psychology and and yes. helping people and I think I probably would have been like a therapist had I not become an illustrator sure so so kind
0: of very there, there interesting meld yes that Mm -mm. makes so much sense and that is so resonant in your work I can feel that there is this very sort of depth oriented interest in everything that you're exploring so yeah it makes sense to me that like the images themselves are just one layer of what this is really about but it's this very deeply personal process for you and this is a way to reflect it Mm -hmm. explore it experience it and it does, it does reach us as the viewer, as the experiencer. I feel the depth. I feel the questions in the work. And they make me excited and energized and they make me want to explore. So oh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I know it's like such a yeah. deep,
1: scary thing sometimes. So that's why the artwork itself is sort of playful because it's holds exactly. my hand and let's like go on this together and it doesn't have to be shadowy and it
0: is serious and yeah it's the
1: path to wholeness right it's like our psyche is always moving towards wholeness even though we move through these very hard things but that is the path Mm -hmm. and so I want people to follow that path and not get stuck in exactly consumerism and capitalism and Mm -hmm. because I think that's like why so many people don't dream is because mm. just culturally we're like they're meaningless don't no worry emphasis. about that yeah they're just like fun or they're just there to like help you be a better skier <laughs> you know or like so you know, go to you know. ski and then you go to sleep at night and I think that does help like skiing, you go to sleep at night and you wake up and you're a little bit better but I think so many people don't dream just because it's like this doesn't help us go to work in the morning and make money to exactly. put food on our plate. And so I, I want... Yeah, there's no money in that, right? Yeah. So I think I just want people to be like, there's like a another layer yeah.
0: to our lives. And That's I want right. it to be inviting. That's right. Yes, this is a gift. And I love the way that you described going through a really difficult period of time, like a really difficult loss... And then noticing the ways that loss opened up space and depth and, you know, integration for you. And so, yeah, I, that's a big part of why I make this show is I'm like, you're allowed to be interested in this stuff. Like you're allowed to take this seriously and care and want to know yourself better. And you don't have to have some kind of spiritual guru to like, tell you how to do that. Like your system is already showing you how, and you can just listen.
1: Yeah. So reaching
0: out to you every day. You want to do this now? Do you want to like hang out in this, this other aspect of who you are and what you have access to and what you're experiencing? Like, do you want to be with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I am not always as attuned as I am. So I'm not, like I'll go through phases yeah. where I'm like, man, I'm really struggling right now. Like I don't feel connected to my inner life, my dream life. Like, Maybe there's something going on personally that's keeping me from being able to be quiet enough or still enough to like, listen, but then it always comes back. Like we were saying earlier, if I am just wanting and asking for experiences and just asking questions like of my inner life, like it yeah. shows
1: up for me. And I think that's so helpful to know that you have go through those times too, where you know it's like absolutely
0: I'm like man where is everybody yeah
1: because I do think it's cyclical and even someone who's like working with that material a lot goes through ebbs and flows absolutely yeah because I think like we just have yeah we just have those times where we're supposed to be focused on other things and that's okay
0: sure Yes. Okay. This is really nice because it brings us back into that place of like, it's okay to be where you are. I think that a lot of people have this kind of fixed mindset of like, I don't dream whatever that is. I don't have access to it. Nope. That's not available to me. What I am interested in is like making space for like any given experience on any given day without getting sucked into like, this is how it is always right. It can ebb and flow and that's okay. So, yeah, okay, let me. I'm gonna look at my notes again. Ah, There's just so much more, but it's all right. I could come on again if you need me to. I was going to say, I'm like, dude, I <laughs> this is not enough. I need more. So yeah, I know that listeners are going to want to engage with your work, Allison. So are there things that you want to share and that you want mm-hmm. people to know about? I know that, like you said, you're in this cocoon right now, like focusing on got my family and myself. I'm a little less career focused, but also just people will want to follow along for when and if you are putting something <laughs> out. So anything that you want to share, just to help people stay connected
1: I think yeah just following me on Instagram it's at Alison Felice that's where you'll find me I will be back I'll be making that's right I'll be making more soon but right now I'm yeah. like I feel like I'm in this mother cocoon and I am like just learning so much about myself and exactly. what I want to do next and so yeah. I'm in a research, I guess, I research and experiencing phase. Um, oh, yeah. I love that.
0: Following that sort Instagram. of like inward focused <clears throat> place, yes. right? For a little like period of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. And that's so beautiful. And I love that you sounds like even just from this brief conversation, that you have a commitment to the sort of authenticity of the creative process and letting it be less about sort of Production and productivity and making for, but it's also this inner exploration. That's yeah. what's really there for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just I feel so, so refreshing, refreshing, Allison. <laughs> it's refreshing. It's just like such a privilege. Like, I have to just say, yes. like, how privileged and lucky I am yes. to be able to do that, that I don't yes. have to be taking commissioned work
0: right now. And I know what a blessing. What a, I'm holding up the nine of cups again, <laughs> yeah. right? What a blessing. Yeah, and this for all of us. Thank you.
1: And knowing that, okay, like something's coming through, and it's quite, kind of my duty that I have this privilege. It's like my also my responsibility.
0: Yeah, I love to that. explore that and oh, put that, that out <clears
1: <Yes>. <clears <throat> because
0: other what am I doing? So. The word responsibility really fits. It is the role of the artist to help us all sort of push the boundaries and push our own sort of bounds of exploration and asking big questions. We need artists to sort of usher us into that awareness. So yes, it is, like you said, it is a privilege. And also, it is a blessing, and it is feeding all of us in in ways that you probably will never know. So, <laughs> oh, thank, thank you, you. for thank your you work. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you for yeah. saying that. And thank you so much for using the deck, and I
0: all of your I messages. I love the and... deck, Alison. <laughs> you don't even know. I'm obsessed with it. It makes me so happy.
1: It's just so surreal for me because when I was, it came out a year ago, and when I was working on it. It just felt so far away. It just felt okay, like yeah. when I was like dreaming of people using it and now here we are. So it's just oh very God. surreal. And so makes I'm so grateful and so happy. So, so yay! Yay. <laughs> it's
0: real. It's here in yay. the world in people's hands and it's making a difference to them. I know. What a feeling. You're I like, know. what? Who? <laughs> me? <laughs> a
1: little me? Nah, that's such I a joy it. for me. So Good. yeah, yes. and you, the deck is called the Journey yes. Oracle and you can we will find link it, to yeah, it on the old Amazon. And, on the old you know, Amazon. Local bookshops. If they don't have it, um, they can order it. Hell so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Love it, Allison. You are just a delight. I could talk to you for hours. Oh my gosh, I could and go I w- yes. would love to. So Amazon let's hang out. Dot. You're in motherhood cocoon, so I will see you on the <laughs> internet for now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, But thank you just for being here and for having this lovely conversation. I know the listeners are going to love it. And I had a blast. Good. I'm glad you had fun. Yay. It's always my goal. I never get to talk about this stuff, so it was very... That's what I'm I'm always saying. I want to talk more.
1: But I know there's a limit and people are tired.
0: (laughs) That's what I'm always saying. I'm like, these are just the conversations that I just want to be having because they're fun. Yes, I love it. I'm going to record them and put them out there. Because if I can't talk about this, I want to listen to other people talking about it. Right. And be like, yeah. Totally. Me too. Well, thank you, Allison. We hope to see you more around here. You are now officially a friend of the pod. You are initiated. You are with us. Um, (laughs) um thank you for being here thank you so much take care that's a wrap for this episode if you haven't already please take a moment now to subscribe rate and review us on your podcast app of choice it really makes a difference and helps other people find the show thank you again to my guest allison felice Your work is so healing and resonant, and we are so grateful that you found this path. Thank you for letting us into your inner world. We'll see you back here next month with another amazing guest. And in the meantime, we hope you'll join us in the next Saturday Salon, a weekly hour of sacred space to spend on your creative projects, hosted by Jordan via Zoom. Sign up via the events page on our website, PsycheMagicPodcast.com. If you believe in this work and want to support the continuation of our show, please join us on Patreon. There we are building a community where you'll find bonus dream work exercises, guided meditations, fun mini-sodes, and so much more. That's Patreon.com backslash psychymagic. All links are included in show notes. We hope you'll also follow along with our shenanigans on Instagram and TikTok at Psyche Magic Podcast. Psyche Magic was produced and recorded by me, Jordan Hale. Editing for this episode is by Masuzu Inaga. Our theme music is by Young Summer. Artwork is by Annika Murphy. Special thanks go to Daniel Higby, Grace Fuse, and Michael McMillan. Thank you so much for listening. I'll leave you with a question. If you must sleep through a third of your life, are you willing to sleep through your dreams too? Get your dream journals out y'all. Until next time.